final episode in this series of Lace Up and Listen, the running podcast where I chat to people who have inspired me throughout my running journey so far. This week, I'm joined by Gemma Oates, a runner, physiotherapist, and mum-to-be. We're going to be chatting about how people can reduce the risk of injury as beginner runners or those returning to running after an injury or having a baby. Hello, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Amelia. Thanks for having me today. You're welcome. Let's start by asking how you first got interested in physiotherapy. Um, I actually started, I was interested in starting physio from a young age. Um, I became a runner at a young age and liked science at school and it kind of blended together really well. Um, Mm. And I kind of thought about medicine and I'm not sure I'm very good at chemistry. (laughs) So um, physio came to mind and I I used quite a few years at school to kind of really focus on that, which was great and did some voluntary work in hospitals and things like that and um, made sure I studied the right subjects at school. And yeah, it gave me the real nice focus knowing what I wanted to do with my career so I could kind of make sure I get all the right kind of qualifications to get into university. So yeah, I it was quite a young age. Hmm. Um, younger than most people, so I think I was probably about fourteen, fifteen when I thought I wanted to be a physio. So, and yeah, did it live up to your expectations? Uh... Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's a hugely varied um, profession. It's I think a lot of people think of physio as sport, and and that's kind of where I initially thought about a physio because I came from my running background but there's so much so many other sides to it you know medical things respiratory neurological elderly you know pediatrics so it's a really varied profession and and no two physios can actually have the same sort of skills you you know it's a lot of variety in it which is actually a great thing because it gives people lots of different opportunities to specialize in different areas um you know depending on what they're interested in Mm. so but the sports side of things for me was always what I was interested in from day one. Even at uni, I just knew that the you know the musculoskeletal sport thing was always going to be what I wanted to do. Um, but the other stuff that I ha- I experienced at the beginning of my career and in studying, it's, it's all really useful because it's it's you know it's good to understand the body and medicine and other things. Um, even if you're you know you end up treating injuries in the end. So yeah, it's it's, it's been a good career. Hmm. And you mentioned um, that you've been active since you were at school. How did you first start getting involved in running? Um, so I was 10. I remember it really well. Um, I, um, the school I was in at the time was quite, was quite a competitive school looking back. Um, and they did, the, at the beginning of the summer season, you do a little, almost like a little time trial. And they just picked the fastest people to start athletics club and one day I, I hadn't ever really thought I was good at running even though my I've got quite a uh, running background in my family um but one day I entered this this record what was time trial type thing and sort of actually did quite well so I got picked to do the uh the training and then started entering some races and I, I got put in the 600 meters which when you're 10 is felt like a long way um and it was a local school's race and I, I won it. And it sort of, it was that moment that it just, the love of running just, you know, sparked off for me. And I put a lot of time and energy into running as a teenager. Um, I joined a, a proper running club, so I competing into some national competitions. And yeah, I took it very seriously, which was quite um, quite intense when you're a teenager. And I, it sort of did mean my social life got sacrificed a lot. But I think it, it really teaches you, you know, motivation, perseverance and um, 
you know, lots of qualities when you're young to be really focused on something like training. And like we were just discussing, it led me to want to be a physio. And, you know, running has never, never left me since. It's, it's shaped my life, you know, my career. Um, I made so many friends over the years. I think you'd agree with me that it's, it's such a sociable sport isn't it even mm. though you're running on your own there's so like park runs and races and, and obviously this social media community is fantastic mm. and um I joined later when I was in London a few years back I joined a local running club and met my husband um at the running club so yeah it's really it's been a huge part of my life and um yeah I can't I cannot imagine life without it Mm, yeah, you've mentioned the community and races and things like that. Do you have a favourite race that that you remember doing? Uh, oh, I'm not great with marathons to be honest. I've done two, but I did really enjoy. I did the London Marathon 2018, which was amazing because of just doing London. Even though anyone else that's listening to this that ran that year would know how horrific it was in the heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was a really tough day, but the actual experience of doing London was great. And the other marathon I did that I really enjoyed was the Marathon du Medoc in France. And it was with my running club and we had a trip out there and um, you run through all the vineyards and the chateaus and you sample wine um, and have French snacks all through the through the marathon and in fancy dress as well and it was so much fun um and it kind of taught me that yeah it's always great to train for races and pbs and times and achievements but you can also have a lot of fun with running if you enter these types of things so yeah i guess the two the two marathons are probably my maybe my favorite races from like a memory point of view but from an actual competing point of view i'm i'm more of a fan of 10ks and um half marathons i, I actually prefer sort of that i feel that's more where my abilities lie a bit more and I've had a few more enjoyable uh, races um, with those. So, yeah, it's um, a bit varied for me. Mm, I think I agree with you a lot there. I think for me, a 10K, that's where I can really push myself or, well, in the past, that's where I've been able to push myself to think, yeah, I'm really going to go for it and go for that PB. I really struggled with the half marathon I've done so far, although my dream is to run Paris Marathon. And uh, that French marathon that you <laughs> mentioned there, that sounds right up my street. Yeah, it's so um, much fun. It, honestly, I, everyone, any runner, and do you know what? I didn't even particularly train for it. I entered it quite late because I joined the running club only a couple of months before mm-hmm. and you I got around because you're stopping and having fun and yeah so anyone out there it's a marathon I'd highly recommend um yeah and, but funny like, a lot of people I find don't like 10ks um everyone you hear people say it's like the worst one because I guess you're running quite fast for quite a long time aren't you I think if you're you've got a busy lifestyle though half, 10ks and half marathons can be a little bit easier to fit mm. in around your your lifestyle and you know because once you go down the route of marathon training it just can take over your life quite a bit can't it so Mm -hmm. um yeah I think I'm with you there (laughs) (laughs) and you're expecting your first baby in July um I know that you've um had not the most straightforward pregnancy so far but how how, do you hope to stay active throughout the second half yeah absolutely I mean (laughs) I, as a runner all my life, I had this image of me running all the way through my pregnancy and obviously taking it much easier and not training for specific goals, but just being active. But yeah, unfortunately, the first trimester was really tough for me. I had a lot of nausea and sickness and headaches and I just didn't feel my body was 
agreeing with running I think it's so important when you're pregnant to listen to your body mm. so it took a bit of a switch in mindset but I think maybe because of my physio as well I sort of am quite in tune with listening to my body and knowing what the right thing to do is um so yeah I I didn't run and the problem with not running for quite a few weeks even if you're a runner before you got pregnant it isn't really recommended to take up running midway through a pregnancy Mm-hmm. um it's 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 better to do if you're going to run it's better to be one of the lucky people that can run you know all the way through um and I'm I'm only at the point now at 20 weeks where I'm starting to feel a bit like maybe I could but obviously now I'm getting a bit bigger and I just don't feel it be I think it'd be too much of a jump in effort to go from walking and doing the sort of more slightly lower key exercises to go to running so but saying that Running isn't the only way to stay active, and I have been making sure I walk regularly. Mm. I've been starting a fantastic local yoga pregnancy class, which has been really nice because I've met other mums to be mm. there. Um, the COVID restrictions are a bit different here in South Africa at the moment, um, and uh, yeah, just make sure I stay strong and things like pelvic floor exercises as well, prioritising those. So, yeah, I have been active, nowhere near as I was, had hoped to be, and it has taken a bit of a change in mindset and, a, you know, just accepting that. But um, I'm fully aware, especially because I used to work with pregnant women um, years ago uh, as a physio, and it's so important to stay active if you can when you're pregnant because it reduces the risk of lots of, you know, complications and, um, you know, if, as long as you're able to exercise and it's such a good thing. So, yeah, I'm just doing what I can, really, just listening my, to my body on a day-to-day basis mm. um, and go from there. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? And for yeah. me as well, it was quite similar. I did give up running quite early on in my pregnancy, not really because I was feeling so horrendous or any reason in particular. I just had it in my head that, oh, you're pregnant you shouldn't run anymore mm-hmm. and just stopped and then yeah. by the time I realized that actually that wasn't necessarily the case month a few months and weeks had gone on and I thought well perhaps I shouldn't take it back up again yet now I should wait yeah. until I wait until I've had the baby and recovered after that no that's that's and that's such a common thing I think there isn't a huge amount of information out there um for, for women with running in pregnancy and I think um this is some of some of information I'm trying to get across at the moment with my mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram post my blog just to kind of raise it that you know unless you have any big risk factors or you're in pain or you have you know bladder problems then actually running is is okay especially if you ran before but it can be yeah especially you know a lot of us are anxious at the beginning of a pregnancy Mm. you know and yeah it can feel is it too much and is it going to do any harm to my baby or me and um, yeah so hopefully you know it'd be great if more and more information is out there so that women from the start of pregnancy can just feel really well informed um, to make the right decisions on on that sort of thing. So, hmm. yeah. Now, I'm wondering if you can give me some advice um, for the listeners about how you would recommend someone who has had a baby. Um, and obviously, once you have your baby, no matter how active you've been in pregnancy, you're very, very likely to have some time off once you've had the baby. Um, what would you recommend to someone who's just starting to come back to running after after a baby? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's, there's it's a bit different to returning to running after, say, an injury. There's a few more things to think about um, mm. after you've had a baby. 
Um, there have been some guidelines published, um, the return to running guidelines um, by a couple of physiotherapists, which are really helpful to follow for anyone that's interested. It's um, by Tom Goom and Emma Brockwell, and an absolute physio, I, I think. Um, but yeah, so first things to think about is at least just giving time between six to eight weeks is sort of the time, depending what type of delivery, it tends to be eight weeks if you've had a C-section, um, before you even start to up your exercise. And, that, you know, years ago they were saying you can start running at that stage, but actually these new guidelines are suggesting you wait to 12 weeks um, because they do think it just takes that little bit longer for the body to heal and repair. And it's not, you know, it's your pelvic floor muscles, your abdominals, everything, all of that takes time. So I think the key thing with turning to running after having a baby is not to rush um it's yeah it's taking it slowly listening to your body um i would also recommend now unfortunately it's not done on the nhs but you can actually get kind of mummy mot's afterwards and go and see um a pelvic health physiotherapist and they can assess you because it's also, sometimes it's very hard to know how strong your pelvic floor is how good your abdominals are you know to have how you can judge that yourself so they can be really helpful to see to help guide you so if anyone is kind of wondering if you're ready and you're not really sure I'd highly recommend even just a one-off assessment with a physio that specializes in pelvic health um, so if you, if you get to the 12 week mark though and you're feeling good you're feeling strong you feel ready then it's absolutely a good time to start. Um, you obviously can, before that 12-week mark, do some swimming or some gentle cycling that's sort of more lower-impact exercise that helps you get your body used to getting a bit more active again. And a lot of uh, women use programmes like the Couch to 5K uh, when you first start back. I don't know what, you're, what you did, Amelia, but um, it's really a, one, a run-walk programme is really what people should be um doing you know you don't go out and just run straight away to take you know, intervals of walks and then runs is good um and other things to think about are um other risk factors that could just make you a bit more susceptible to problems or injuries um and things like if you're breastfeeding you you may need to eat a little bit more because there are some women that actually un not knowingly under fuel a bit you know, if you're burning calories through breastfeeding and then running, uh, you might be underfueling. And, and with underfueling, there are some risks of injuries and problems like that. Um, also, if you're feeding, it's important to think about how hydrated you are. Um, you know, if you've just had a feed, you might need to have a drink and wait a little bit of time before you go for a run rather than running straight when you, you could be a bit dehydrated because all those things can have a bit of an impact on you. Um, and it's often sensible to start on softer running surfaces to begin with as well, just so the mm. impact is a little bit less on your body. Um, but really, it's 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 just making sure that you you know as a, when you're returning, you recognise your body's quite a lot of change uh, during pregnancy, regardless of your delivery type. Just pregnancy alone has a you know a lot of changes on your body, and it's just important to give you that time to make those adaptations and. You know, the key message really is just take it slow. Mm. And you've mentioned a little bit there about pelvic floor. Are there any mm. exercises or how can you, as someone who wants to get back into running, how can you start to build up or strengthen your pelvic floor? Yeah, so it's it's a tricky one because it's a muscle group that we don't have much awareness of because you don't, 
you don't see it, is it harder to feel? Um, and it's quite different, quite a different type of muscle group than other muscles in our body that produce a lot of power and movement. It's more of a static, stabilizing muscle that needs to work. But yeah, again, to get to be absolutely sure you're doing it right, seeing a physio is really helpful because a lot of women can do it wrong. And, and again, it's hard to know if you're doing it right. But as a general guide, you want to be thinking about squeezing from your back passage as you take a breath in first and then breathe out and then squeeze through your back passage and just think about putting, drawing that muscle forward towards your pelvic bone and your pelvic floor bone attaches between your pelvic bone and your tailbone. Um, and it's just, yeah, that's the way I just think about doing it. So, um, but I'm not um, recently a specialist in, in pelvic floor as such. So I'm sure a qualified pelvic floor physio probably give even more advice than this. Mm. But yeah, that's what I would suggest. And it's also thinking about if you're running, your pelvic floor is having to work over a longer period of time. So it needs endurance um, compared to, say, your pelvic floor, if you were to cough or sneeze, which some postnatal or pregnant women find it can feel a bit weaker. Mm. So it's about doing some quick squeezes to help with your sneezing and your coughing and sudden movements, but also some like prolonged holds so that you give a bit of endurance back to the muscles and um, so that if you are running your pelvic floor can stay strong you know over a longer period of time thank you so much um can we talk a little bit about preventing injury now um for beginner runners or people returning to running whether that's because they've had a baby or just a break or perhaps a previous injury what can people do to avoid injury are, are there any really common injuries yeah. So interestingly, a, quite a big risk factor for injury is previous injury. Mm. Um, and I think that's down, that can be down to a few different reasons. Is One, if you return from an injury before you're ready, you might be, say, compensating with how you're running um, or it's just not quite healed enough and it can return. Um, but also a lot of runners, especially I, even though I'm a physio, I've been guilty of this. When you're feeling better and you're feeling recovered from injury, it can be tempting to just start where you left off and push yourself a bit more than you should. Mm. So a bit like when you're returning after a baby, the same principle applies with that is it's really important to take it slowly and you know, don't almost forget where you were before, even though you may feel quite fit, because especially if you've been able to stay fit through other methods like cycling or swimming. Um, so your cardio fitness might be good, but your, your musculoskeletal system needs time to adapt to the load of running again, even if you've you know been a runner for years. So, yeah, taking it really slowly. Again, a sort of walk-run program at the beginning is normally really sensible, regardless of the type of injury you've had, just to get your your body loaded in a gradual way. <clears throat> and when you build up your mileage, a lot of it's thinking around a ten percent increase in volume a week. Um, that's also sensible, even if you're not injured just to prevent injuries from, you know, happening. But, yeah, just thinking about building very slowly with your mileage. And don't – if you're increasing your mileage after you're returning from injury, don't then add in lots of other stuff at the same time. So, say, speed work. Um, it's I think it's best just to get used to your legs ticking over, just easy running for the first few weeks. Once you can, you know, you can stay in a nice sort of 30-minute easy run, for example – then you can think about adding in new things again, like speed work or hills or other things you might normally incorporate into your program. Um, so, yeah, that it's really about, again, allowing your body to adapt and take that load. Other things that 
uh, quite simple things that sometimes we don't always think about enough are uh, getting enough sleep. The sleep is probably your most number one um, recovery tool. You know, a lot of people think about all the other things that are great for recovery, you know, massaging and ice and this and that. But actually sleep is probably our most valuable tool we have alongside nutrition. So it, um, there's been studies out there that said if you sleep for less than seven hours a night, um, then you do have an increased risk of injury. So just thinking about making sure you're doing that, which is also why it can be a struggle for postnatal women as well. Um, and, yeah, and strength training as well. So that's really important. Um, I think sometimes runners can neglect that over going for another run because it's a bit more enjoyable or um, you don't have enough time or whatever. But it's such a valuable tool because it will not only reduce your risk of injury if you're strong it can actually help your running performance as well and I mentioned nutrition as well so just f making sure you're fueling right um, eating a snack that contains carbohydrate and protein normally within half an hour of your your run just helps improve your repair and recovery mm -hmm. so you're not getting enough sleep you're not taking rest days you're not fueling right the risk is your train you, you know if you, you can train on your un unrecovered body and as soon as you're in that kind of zone that's when injuries can recur again so yeah i think the key things are taking it slowly and just making sure you're doing all the other things right to ensure your body recovers as well as possible mm. and obviously if if you if you haven't seen a physio for example you're not sure if you're ready to run because it can be a bit tricky to know sometimes when you're returning from injury whether or not you know because you don't feel pain when you're walking but you don't how do you know how you might feel when you're running or you know how much you can do so i'd also recommend if you're unsure at all to see a physio because they can give you some really good personalized advice as well mm. yeah you've spoken a bit about there about getting enough sleep and uh, and time factor maybe for for mums with young children um i think yeah. i'm probably very guilty of uh, not having enough sleep uh, not through yeah. not through not wanting to at the moment but um hopefully we'll get there and uh, hopefully max will start to sleep a bit longer in the near future but um another thing i suppose you've mentioned about having the time for strength training and yeah. things that complement your running or stretching maybe is there any are there any tips you can give for maybe new mums but maybe people in general everybody's struggling often to fit things in around other commitments and um, family work whatever else is yeah. going on is there any really effective way that's a simple but effective way that people can remember to warm up or the stretches they can do that perhaps don't take too much time but they really cover the basics well, on, from the strength side of things, the good news about strength training is we don't actually need to do it that often. Um, so it's recommended runners strength train two to three times a week. Mm -hmm. And if you do the, the kind of exercises that work as many muscles at the same time, you don't actually also need to do a lot of exercise as well. So you could actually just spend you know, 10 to 15 minutes doing some key, good key quality exercises um that you know isn't particularly time consuming and isn't that frequent and you can still get a lot of change so with strength training again i think there's quite a uh a lack of information out there about what's really the best way to do it and you know the, studying all the exercise physiology and science i've done over the years the key really is 
doing exercise that loads your muscles quite quickly. So it might need mean buying some weights for home um, or you know doing anything that ties you within sort of six to eight repetitions and you repeat that uh, two or three sets uh, two to three times a week. So it doesn't have to be a lot. And mm-hmm. so exercises like say squats or lunges, things like that, you know, when you're doing a squat, you're working your, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, even your core. So you're actually working a number of muscle groups at the same time without needing to do lots of different separate exercises, mm. um, which is why I quite like actually a lot of home exercises. If you've got a set of weights, then you can do a great job without needing to go into the gym using equipment, for example. Obviously not that gyms are available at the moment, but yeah, just thinking about the long term. So that's that's really what I'd suggest about strength training. It's just short it doesn't need to be a lot, but it just needs to be heavy enough that it tires you. And the reason you don't need to do it a lot is because it takes time for muscles to repair and recover from that type of exercise. So you can end up overdoing it if you do it more. So yeah, it's not 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 that frequent either. So that's good. Um and you mentioned about stretching. Mm. Um it's interesting about stretching. I, I've been doing a lot of studying about that recently because I've always often feel guilty when I don't stretch after a run. And then sometimes I do. And then I think, does it really make a difference if I stretch? You know what? So I've been reading lots of articles and I, I actually recently wrote a blog about it. And funny enough, there isn't actually a lot of evidence that it does a lot to you as a runner. And when I say stretching, I'm referring to sort of passive stretching that you do, you know, if you're holding your muscles still. Um, for say 30 seconds or so um, it doesn't the evidence isn't really saying that it does a lot to reduce your risk of injury or improve your performance and even some studies have actually found that stretching before running could reduce your performance because what effectively your muscle needs to contract to be able to exercise and if you've stretched it it hasn't got that same elasticity to uh, help with power mm. so I, my advice is, which is a bit controversial, I know some people have got very strong opinions on the benefits of stretching, which it can make you feel good. So I don't, I don't argue with that, but it isn't a huge game changer for performance and injury risk. So if you are short of time as a mum, my best advice at the beginning or the end of a run is just do an easy warm up and cool down. Like that, that would be enough. And by that, that would be either some just some brisk walking, some very easy jogging, or maybe a few different running type drills, sort of jogging on the spot, that sort of thing. Um, anything at the beginning of a run that gets your heart rate up is a good warm up. Um, so it's preparing your body for exercise, which again can help reduce um, injury risk. And at the end, just taking it down slowly. Um, and yeah, so if you if you don't have time for stretching, you don't find you particularly feel that different by stretching or not, then my advice is actually don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I don't know what you think about that, whether you're a keen stretcher or not. But um, No, I'm just yeah. thinking, actually, I'm really pleased to hear what you're saying because I'm, I've am i been feeling, well, I can, I can feel quite guilty for thinking I want to use the time that I've got for running and use that time to run more rather than thinking oh, I've got to have a bit at the beginning for stretching, a bit at the end for stretching, warm up, cool down, and then that that narrows the window of time for running. So what you're saying is making me think, oh maybe, maybe it's not so bad to just to just warm uh, up by absolutely. walking or cool down. Yeah, especially like you say for you and other mums that are short for time, it, it just it can end up being another thing that stresses you out that you haven't done it and um, I think the key, though, especially if you're doing a faster session, is to make sure you just warm up a bit at the beginning of a run. That's, that's the most important advice I would give. 
Thank you so much. I've been really pleased to hear everything you've had to say. I'm sure that I'm really glad of the detail that you've been able to go into. I think a lot of people find that really useful. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're very welcome. Welcome back to the final episode in this series of Lace Up and Listen, the running podcast where I chat to people who have inspired me throughout my running journey so far. This week I'm joined by Gemma Oates, a runner, physiotherapist and mum-to-be. We're going to be chatting about how people can reduce the risk of injury as beginner runners or those returning to running after an injury or having a baby. 